Good morning. Topic is, I forget the exact title, but we had a lot of C's in there. Common yet complex cases of candle lighting. We're going to get back to the Yud Gimel Ikrim discussion. We started a couple weeks back. But in the meantime, let's do some halachic conversation and we'll get back to the deep hashkafa mitzvah. There's a lot to discuss here, and these questions are probably some of the most common to come up um, regarding Shabbos. So many different scenarios, people who are single, people who are married, bachrim and yeshiva, situations where you're eating in one place, you're sleeping elsewhere, you're in a hotel for Sheva Brachos, you can't light in the, in the room, obviously, and in the dining room area, there's not really a place to light, and they have a random room on the side with a whole bunch of tea lights set up. Does that work? So many interesting cases. But the first step is, what is the background, what is the basic source of this mitzvah of Hadlakas near Shabbos? So the Gemara and Shabbos, and this is five lines from the top. It's uh, analyzing the Mishnah. We have different opinions. Potentially, some types of shamanim of oil are invalid for lighting. Right, this is in Perik base of Shabbos that we say Friday night. So, my timer, what's the reason? So, Rabbi said, because Reicha Ra, this particular type of shaman, has a bad smell. So if you were allowed to use it, you might end up leaving the room because it's so unpleasant. That's why Chazal said, don't use it. What's the big deal? Bottom line is, we all know there's a mitzvah to light candles. So you lit the candles. Why do you have to stay next to them? If they don't smell good, move elsewhere. Why would that be a reason that Chazal would tell you not to use that particular type of shemen? Because I'm of the opinion that Hadlokas Ner Bishabis is an obligation. Bishabis doesn't mean on Shabbos. That would be an Isra Deraisa. So what's the back and forth? Right. Tosis points out that everyone agrees, Abaye and Ravah, that there is a mitzvah of lighting candles before Shabbos. Rabbah's of the opinion that you can't use this particular type of shemen because it smells bad and you might leave the room. Abaye says, who cares if you leave the room? You're Mekayim the mitzvah. So Rabbah answers back, no, because I'm of the opinion that Nero Shabbos, they're chova. So Rashi explains... Chova, what's the obligation? Kavod Shabbos. It's an obligation of Kavod Shabbos. She'ein suda chashuva ele b'makom or ke'ein yamama. It's not considered a suda chashuva unless it's well lit, just like during the day. Okay, so according to Rashi, how is Rabbah answering Abayah's question? Abayah was saying, you were Makan the Mitzvah. You did a Maisa Hadlaka, who cares if you're not staying by the candles? Rabbi's response is, because I feel it's a chova, a chova meaning it's an obligation of covered Shabbos, for the Suda. 
the Suda has to be well lit. And if it's not well lit, then I'm not being Mekayim Kavit Shabbos. So leaving the room would be a problem. That's how Rashi learns Pshat. Tosvos over here, Hadlakas Ne'er Shabbos Chova, Perush B'makom Suda, Dechova Hi Sheyisa B'makom Haner Mishum Oneg. Tosvos learns that the obligation is to have not only the Maisa Hadlaka, but to have the Suda by the Neros Mishum Oneg Shabbos. That's how Tosvos learns Pshat. So I have to explore if there's a nafkamina between Kavad Shabbos and Oneg Shabbos. But this is the, the Gemara here, that we see the Chiyuv is connected with the Suda, right? so it seems. And it's either based on Kavad Shabbos or Oneg Shabbos. If you look down further in the Omid, it quotes a Pasuk by the two dots there, about 15 lines up. That I was... Taken away, Yirmiya referring to his experience of the Chorbin, that all good and, uh, and, and peace was taken away from my soul. So, my Vatiznach Misholom Nafshi, what is he referring to? Amr Bavo Zuhad Lokas Ner Bishabis. He was talking about not being able to be Makaim the mitzvah of lighting candles before Shabbos. Rashi, very bottom there. Because he didn't have the material. He didn't have oil or the wicks to light candles with. And if there's no candle, what's the problem? There's no shalom. You're going to walk around and bump into things and trip over toys. So you're lacking shalom. Okay, so we see there are two ideas. You have uh, the ner, which is a chova, which according to Rashi, it's kavod, according to Tosmos, it's onig, and that seems to be connected to the suda. And then we have what seems to be a separate concept, that the candles bring shalom. And that's what we based on the Gemara previously. The Gemara in Chav Gimel, where it has a famous discussion, is you only have enough money for ner Hanukkah, or Ner Shabbos, which one has Kadima? So Amar Rava Pshitali Ner Beso Ner Chanukah Ner Beso Adif. Why does Ner Beso meaning Shabbos candles? Why does that take priority over Chanukah? Mishum Shalom Beso because Shalom Bayis. There's an Indian of Shalom Bayis when it comes to Ner Shabbos. Rashi explains Shalom Beso. This is what the Gemara means that we just read on Chafhei. The Tiznach Misholom Nafshi Zuhad Lakas Ner Shabbos Shibene Beisum Mitztarin Leishev Bechoshech. Because it's unpleasant to be sitting in the dark. Nobody enjoys that. So it sounds clear there are two in Yanim. There's a Chiv of having Neros, and that seems to be connected with the Suda. According to Rashi, that's a fulfillment of Kavod Shabbos. According to Tosvos, that's a fulfillment of Oneg Shabbos. But then we have a different idea, seemingly, that the house can't be dark, because then you're lacking Sholom. Nobody wants to, to hang out in the dark, and you might trip over things and hurt yourself. Okay. Let's take a look here at the Rambach. So the first of the Rambam in Perik Lamid, where he writes as follows, Mesader Adam Shulchanu Be'erev Shabbos. A person should set up his table Erev Shabbos. Thank you. 
even though all he needs to eat is a kezayis, to be mekayim the suda. And also Motzoi Shabbos, referring to Malab Malka, he should also set his table, to be mechabed Shabbos, is entering into Shabbos, and to be mechabed Shabbos when, when leaving Shabbos. Not only the table, but the house should be put together, Erev Shabbos. And generally speaking, we speak about COVID Shabbos. The classic examples are doing things before Shabbos to get ready, right? To make the, uh, the Shabbos experience nicer. The Grah points out in the Shulchan Aruch, COVID Shabbos is not limited to Erev Shabbos. Anything you're doing to make it more... Uh, honorable on Shabbos itself is also a key of Kavit Shabbos. But the classic examples are doing things before Shabbos. Then the Rambam writes, You should have the candles lit and the table set, ready to eat. Why? All of this is the Kavit Shabbos. So you read that halacha in the Rambam, does it sound like he's understanding the Gemara like Rashi or like Tosfos? Sounds like Rashi. Rashi said, Kavod Shabbos. Okay, that's simple enough. The Rambam holds like Rashi. But Baruch Hashem, the Rambam never lets us down. And he always makes things interesting. Because in Perakei, the Rambam writes, Echad anoshim v'echad anoshim chayovim lios ner dolok b'shabbos. Both men and women have an equal obligation to have a lit candle on Shabbos. Even if you don't have enough money to buy food. Mishnah Bura points out, if you have mamish nothing, so then buying challah would have kadima. But the halacha is, if I have my basic necessities, but it's going to be a very, very bare-bone Shabbos, better to have a bare-bone Shabbos and spend your money, or even ask for people to help you out, to give you money, to purchase a ner. Why? This is included in Oneg Shabbos. So Baruch Hashem, we have what looks like to be a stirrup. The Rambam in Perik Lambid is paskening like Rashi, that the, the mitzvah is kavod. And the Rambam in Perik Hay seems to be paskening like Tosos, who says it's Oneg Shabbos. So how would you be miyashev that stirrup? Let's take a look at the Aruch HaShulchan. Any suggestions? It's not a stira. Why not? Um, it sounds like they disagree. They're definitely using different terminology. I think it's a fair assumption. What would the nafkamina be is a good question. But... During Shabbos, from the camels at the Suvin, brings trouble to Shabbos also. Right, but it's definitely troubling that in the first halacha he's saying that this is bechalal kol elu lichvod Shabbos and in the other halacha he says sheze bechalal oneg Shabbos. What's that? One more time, the what? Okay. Right, so we saw the Gemara has Shalom, Shalom Bayis. 
Which is Kabbalah Hagron Heg also. Oh, okay, but Rashi himself in one place, when Rashi's explaining what's the chova of Hadlaka's Ner, he says Kavod. But then he doesn't bring in Kavod when the Gemara speaks about Shalom Bayez. That sounds like a very practical necessity, right? The Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't want us walking around by Fela and Shabbos. It's a lack of Shalom. Meaning, benefiting from the candles on Shabbos itself, then he's going to say Oneg Shabbos. It's almost Mamshech and Well, I think there's another point here which could be connected to what Avi is saying, is that in Perik Lamed, he's very focused on the Suda, right? And that's where he brings up Kavod. In Perik He, he makes no mention of the, the table being set. Right, he's focused on, in general, that there should be light for Onik Shabbos. Are, are both of those, Ner, Dalek, and Shulchan Aruch are one clause? Sounds <laughs> like it. Thing? Let's take a look at the Aruch HaShulchan. Kosovo Rambam, Reish Perakei, Hadlokas Ner B'Shabbos, Eino Rishos, Im Rotsa Madlik, Vim Rotsa Eino Madlik. It's not something you could choose to do, Ve'eino Mitzvah, and it's not some a nice thing. Where you might say you don't have to pursue it. It's an obligation. Both men and women have the obligation to have a ner doluk on Shabbos. Then you have to borrow or ask for money. And then he quotes the rest of this Rambam. And one is obligated to make the bracha before lighting. <laughs> Just like we make brachos with any chiv, even a chiv der banan. Well, I think what he means, it's not a mitzvah. In a sense, listen, it's a nice thing to do, but you don't have to mamish pursue it in a very uh, aggressive way. I'm saying, but you make a bracha stamina mitzvah also. I think his main point is chova is being megala to us, that in contrast to most mitzvahs, right, generally speaking, in mitzvahs I say, if it's a deraisa, the rabbanin, you're not mechoyib to spend more than a chomish, right? Ner Shabbos is one of those few exceptions where we say, even if you mamish have nothing, you have to go and try to borrow money. What are some other exceptions we have? Where chomish is not the, uh, the gather? Esrog. Hmm? Esrog. Esrog is not an exception. That's part of the rule. Yeram Chuyif to spend arbakosos, right, is the other exception. And Ner Chanukah. Okay, we'll have to explore why Dafka those three. Ner Chanukah, arbakosos seem to have the Tzadashava that it's Persumenisa. Assuming Nisa Pashib Shat doesn't apply to Hadlakas Ner Shabbos. Yeah? Just curious, the mitzvah to have the Ner for Shabbos for the person so they have to go out and buy it, is it also coming on the community such that if they want to buy it, someone has to be willing to lend them money for it? Or is it just on that? Well, if, if you're coming to me, it would definitely be a chiv of tzedakah right, to give somebody money for that mitzvah, 100%. What's interesting in this Rambam, and we'll explore this a little bit later, when do you make the bracha? What does the Rambam say? V'chayiv levarech kodim hadlaka. 
Just like every other mitzvah, every other brichas mitzvah, right? He makes no distinction. We know that most people light and then they say the bracha. So we'll have to see where this comes from, what's the sheet of the machaber, what's the sheet of the ramah, we'll get there, mitzvah shem. Okay. Now take a look at the next paragraph of the Rosh Hashulchan. But the Rambam we saw elsewhere says that Halakas Ner is included in Kavod Shabbos, not Oneg Shabbos. The Lashon of the Rambam is that Ner Dolok V'Shulchan Aruchah Mitu Mutzah Shekol Eilu Lichvod Shabbos Hain. So explains the Aruchah Shulchan to answer what seems to be a contradiction. B'Tzorech Lomar Detarvayu Isnuhu. We have Shnei Dinim. There are two elements of this mitzvah. In the place where you're eating, having candles there, that's Kovod Shabbos. But in all other rooms of the house, where you're not having the Suda, that's Meonig Shabbos. So you don't uh, trip when you're walking around. It, it could be, but the way he's being miyashi of the stira is that it seems to be we're focused on kavod when it comes to the suda and onig when it comes to all other rooms of the house. But you have to light in different rooms of the house? Oh, that's what it sounds like. So every room, you need a different lighting? <laughs> oh. Would you make a and, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all, all good questions. Let's just finish up the paragraph here to get how he, how he sets it up. And because we have two different ideas, both covered and Oneg, all within the mitzvah of Hadlakas Neros, Chazal were very stringent with this mitzvah, to the point where you make a bracha on this. What's he bothered by? Right, he's trying to explain, because it has both covered and Oneg, now we understand why Chazal would say, B'dafka you make a bracha on Hadlakas Neros. Why do you have to say that? Like he just, he mentioned you have brachos on many, many durabandans. Uh, you're not making a bracha when you make your bed for Shabbos. Ah, so I think that was the kasha he was bothered by. Kavod Shabbos, like the Rambam tells us, can refer to many different things. Why this particular aspect of Kavod Shabbos, where Chazal Koveya Bracha, to that the Aruch HaShulchan is answering, because you have something very special here. You have both Kavod and Oneg. Okay. Then he goes on to say the next paragraph, this is the Aruch HaShulchan's understanding of Rashi as well. When Rashi starts off by saying that it's a Chova, and he says Kavod Shabbos, because that was referring to the Suda. To have a Suda well lit, is a kiyum of Kabbat Shabbos. And then later on in the Gemara where it speaks about the idea of shalom, shalom and oneg are interchangeable, says the Aruch HaShulchan. That's how he learns Rashi. He does not explain Tosus over here. He leaves off with the Tzarechiyad and Tosus. But I think for our, our goal today, let's work with his understanding of the Rambam and his Pshad and Rashi, that we have both elements, Kavod, that's Nogeya, that's connected to the Suda, and then we have Oneg, which is you have to have light in the rest of the house. What does this mean practically? You have to light candles in every single room. <clears throat> so I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a... 
you get this question often. Yeshiva, Bachrim are living in Yeshiva. Are they obligated in Halakas Ner Shabbos? No. Of course, Anashim, Benashim makes no difference. No. <clears throat> so that's why in the Yeshivas they always light a candle in their dorm room. <laughs> Not a good move. <laughs> Not recommended by anybody. Okay, so they don't light in their dorm room. What usually happens is the yeshiva purchases candles on behalf of all of the bachim in yeshiva, and, and you have one person designated to light the candles. It happens to be this year, I'm fortunate enough to have my nephew. He's been the one tasked with the job of lighting candles in TTB. So we have like questions almost every week. <laughs> Can I put it here? Can I put it there? And these are often not halachic questions, you know? What does the yeshiva allow? Where are the kids running around? But generally, in the dining room, you have one guy that lights candles, and he does so on behalf of all the yeshiva. Okay. So let's say, though, in your dorm room, it's pitch black. Are you totally good with your chib of halakas neros? What's that? It'd be the same shayla, yeah. The same shayla. So, do, you need, do you need a light or bedavka a nair? Oh. So if you let the, you leave on a, a night light or something like that, would right. that not be the if the whole purpose is? Yeah. So it seems to be, and we're not going to have time to explore these makaros inside, but just working off the orach hashulchan, it seems to be the assumption is the way that we view these two different obligations of kavod and oneg is that kavod is a mitzvah, thou shall light. Handles covered Shabbos. It's a ma'isahad loka. And even if I'm not doing it myself, but someone's doing it for me, then shalucha shalom kamoso. He's doing it on my behalf. It's kilu. I'm doing a ma'isahad loka. Why are you getting covered at the meal? Why isn't it just when you're lighting? Let me let me get back to that one second. But just to understand how we're magdir these two different right obligations. So covered is more of the ma'isahad loka. Shalom or onig, right? We're putting those two things together. That's a mitzvah of making sure that it's not pitch black. Right? It's, it's like the chakira we have by Tashbisu. Is the mitzvah, kumva say, if you don't have chametz, go out and purchase chametz in order to destroy it, or as long as you don't have chametz, you're okay. So when it comes to hadlaka's ne'er Shabbos, we say they're both true. Hadlaka is, do the maisa hadlaka. And even if everything is well lit before Shabbos, or you already have hundreds of candles all throughout Friday, Blow them all out, or if we're concerned, I'll Kabbalah, do this, right, to every single candle, and then light a new Lekavit Shabbos. When it comes to Sholem or Oneg, there it's a Metzius, and that's why, practically speaking, you don't have to light candles in any other room besides the dining room, because Bizman Baruch Hashem, with the advent of electricity, you always have light coming in from somewhere. So even if the bedroom light is off, You'll have a light in the bathroom, you'll have a light in the hallway. So usually the other rooms are not mamish ba'afela. But if theoretically, right, let's say uh, there was no hallway light and there was no bathroom light and nothing else was on, or in the case of a hotel, right, let's say everyone's lighting downstairs in the main room where you're having the, uh, the sheva brachos. But that doesn't mean that you're good to go. You don't have to be concerned about the hotel room. That means maybe I was mekayim, my mitzvah hadlaka, my maisa hadlaka, but for shalom bayus, for oneg, I have to make sure there's a bathroom light on in the hotel room. Okay. So, Kabbalah is not having it for the whole meal, 
No, it sounds like kavod is having the candles lit for the meal, because the candles enhance the meal. Right? That's why we light the main candles near your suda. Exactly, and that's why we try to do it as close to the suda as possible, preferably mamish in the dining room, but at least in the place where we could get hana from the candles. <coughs> so setting the light, setting the light timer throughout the house is is kavod, or is setting what? The light timer throughout the house. Let's say our Shabbos. To use timers on Shabbos. Meishu <laughs> 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 was not okay with it. So it, it, it's a good question. If, if you have your timers set where all the lights go on, that would take away the issue of shalom, because now I'm not going to be bafela, but likely it's not considered a maisa halaka, so not being makayim the, the mitzvah of kavod. Kavod requires a maisa halaka. Now there, there's a major question, which is, bisman hazeh, what do candles actually do for us practically? Nothing. We don't need candles. The house is fine without them. Vaharaya, we don't use them any other time throughout the week. Oh, and you could argue, you could argue I'm not really getting hana from it. So the truth is, there's a famous machlokas. This is none of the marmakomos. There is a place for it, which is other parts of what they talk about, where, you know, candle at dinner. So the question is, Rabbi Yisrael is suggesting maybe there's another hana, another benefit of a candle besides the fact that it gives light. But it's the ambiance, right? Mm-hmm. The aura. So we have to find a riot to that. Because Pashib Shat, you go through the Gemara, the way Rashi says it, Tosvas, there's no mention of this in Shas. Pashib Shat. But, but, but that's the makom of it during the week. When, to, like, to like say that we never... But the question is, does that fulfill the mitzvah of Hadlaka? Or is that stam? You happen to like eating with candles. Shkoyach. And a mitzvah of Hadlaka. So there's a machlok, the machaber in the Rambah. This I apologize, not in the Marmakomos. In Sif Ches over here in Reish Samach Gimel, the Chabra says, You have two or three people eating in the same place. So, some are of the opinion, everyone has their own unique obligation, so they each have to make a bracha on their menorah. But others are hesitant with this. Because there's a question, if you have more than one person lighting, then only one person makes the bracha. Who's that one person? The first person. Because the whole suffolk here is maybe once you have candles already lit, and you're going to be now number two, number three, you already have light. You're not, in, you're not creating the ore. The ore is already in, in existence. So you wouldn't make the bracha. Says the Ramah, Haga, Aval Onu, E, Noag, and Cain. But we're not Noag like this. Meaning what? That we go with the first Yesh Omrim, that everyone makes right, his own bracha. So this is the, the Sugi of Tosephus Or. And the reason we're bringing it now, although it's in Sifches, but it very much relates to what exactly is this obligation of Hadlaka, had his covered and Onig, uh, express itself with electricity. According to the Mechaber, take the hotel scenario. You walk into the dining room, you happen to be that family that gets there just in time, right? <laughs> and for some reason, you already have like 85 candles lit. How did that happen? Okay. So now I want to light my tea light and make a bracha. What would the Mechaber say in that case? 
Safik bracha. You should light, but don't make a bracha. Okay? What would the Ramah say in that case? Go for it. Tosefesor. How about a regular situation? You're in your dining room. And the lights happen to be on Friday afternoon. It's time to light candles. According to the Mechaber, when I light candles, am I allowed to make a bracha? What would you say? Why? It's already well lit. All the lights are on. What? That's a good kasha. But one could argue that according to the Mechaber, if you have all your lights on, this is Shiloh Tosefis Or, and he would pass in Suffolk Bracha. Don't make a bracha. According to the Ramal, he would say, it's okay. We're not knowing like that. However, right, if you take a look at the next halacha, you'll have to believe me, this is what he says. In Sif Test, the Mechaber writes, the very next Sif, Hamadlikin bezavios habayis v'ochlin b'chotzer. Let's say you light inside, but for some reason you have to eat outdoors in the courtyard. If the candles are not long enough to last until the nighttime, meaning when you come back in, then have you bracha levatala. That would be a bracha levatala. Because I'm lighting the candles, I'm not eating my suda anywhere near those candles, we're outside. So it has to be that they're going to last long enough by the time I'm done with my suda and I come back inside, I could benefit from the candles. And this, we'll see, has a lot of relevance to the shayla of if I'm eating out Friday night and I come back home, if I want to be yotze with the candles lit at home, one, one way of doing that is that they last long enough by the time I get back, I can get some hana from those candles. The Mishnah Brewer's medayik as follows. He says, it's mashma. That this whole conversation in the Mechaber is because your mom is eating outside, totally removed from the candles. But if theoretically you're eating inside the house, even if the candles wouldn't last until the nighttime, that would be sufficient. That would not be a bracha yom. Meaning, when you're lighting the candles, it's still day. Right, let's say you're taking on early Shabbos. And maybe what we'll do is we could... Huh? Well, hopefully you're lighting, hopefully you're lighting before Shkia. Yes, always a better option than lighting after Shkia. Yes. Okay, but he's saying, let's say it's Mamish, you know, you're being Makabal Shabbos early. And maybe this could be our next discussion because there are many interesting questions about being Makabal Shabbos early and how that relates to candle lighting and if the... Okay, a lot to discuss. But what the Mishabur is being medayik is that if you're inside the house, even if it's still day, and the candles are not going to last into the evening, that would not be a brachal of atala. Why not? Because you still have hana and simcha during the meal from the candles. So it sounds like that's somewhat in contradiction, right? This is the Mechaber speaking. The Mechaber said in the previous if that Tosef is or you don't make a bracha on. Yet the Mishnah Bureau here is being medayik from the, the next if that even though it's mamish daytime, you would make a bracha even if those candles are not going to last into the evening. So how do you explain that contradiction in the Mechaber himself? What's the answer? 
The answer seems to be that the only time the Mechaber says Tosefis or is a problem is if you already have candles that are lit. For you to come along and add the same thing, then you could argue you're not really doing anything significant. You can't make a bracha on that. If the light you have, though, is not coming from candlelight, it's just because it's daytime, so it's true. I don't need the candles practically to be able to see where I'm going, but I didn't have candles before, and now I do. This is a raya to what Rabbi Hecht was suggesting before he walked out. This is a raya to what he was saying. Right? You could argue that even if you have all the lights on in the house, Baruch Hashem, we have electricity. But maybe the Mechaber would say, just like if it's daytime and you don't really need the candles for or, but still it's a kiyum of the mitzvah because yeshlo hanov is simcha b'shas It's adding something uh, to, to, to the suda. The charhi would say the same thing. Even if it's nighttime, I have electricity. The lights were on in the dining room already all Friday afternoon. Now I'm lighting, could I make a bracha? Of course you can make a bracha, it's not tosefesor. You're introducing something new that was never here before. Now you're making it a candlelit a candle suda. As long as it's anywhere near the table, it's That's what it sounds like. So in general, we do know there are opinions in the contemporary poskim that suggest, because of this shayla, the ideal way of lighting candles Friday afternoon is actually to first turn off the lights in the dining room and then turn them back on, having in mind I'm doing this as a kiyum of the mitzvah hadlakas ner. Shades down also? No, no, because, because daytime we don't care about. You could argue though electricity might be more similar to candles. So to be extra safe, there is a recommendation. You first turn off, or if you're in New York, you close the lights, right, in the dining room. Yossi, get the circuit breaker. <laughs> <laughs> then you turn them back on, and you have it, man, I'm doing so, the covered Shabbos, with the key of the mitzvah, and then right afterwards I light the candles, and then I say the bracha, and that bracha is going back on everything. There's probably more of a reason why Svardim, right, following the, the Mechaber um, loyally, would, would assume that this should be done, and less of a reason for Ashkenazim, but even for Ashkenazim, right, there's room to say it's the more ideal way of lighting. But again, if you happen to be a Svarti family that doesn't do this, you definitely have what to rely on based on how the Mishnah Bura understands Siftes. Right, so far, this is making sense? Yes, Yehuda? In what way? If you did what? Turn on the lights outside. Well, if you turn on the lights outside, it would be helpful, but it wouldn't totally solve the problem. We're not saying that turning on the lights is for sure a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Hadlakas Ner. Right? We're just saying it might take away from you being the kind the mitzvah Hadlakas Ner if you already have a light existing. That's the... Um, let's do one, one last point here We'll call it a day I just want to address the question Of when do you make the bracha Right, generally speaking You always make a bracha before the mitzvah And that's definitely what the Rambam said explicitly Right, kodim 
the language of the Mechaber, we're not going to have time to see it now, but maybe next time, there's a famous um, piece in the introduction to the Drisha, where the, the introduction to the Drisha was actually written by his son, and he speaks about the Drisha's wife, namely his mother, and the way he describes his mother in her Kedusha and her Liman HaTorah and her Chidushe Torah and the famous halacha that his mother said regarding when to say the bracha on Yantif and that it's different than Shabbos, he mamish goes with his mother's psak halacha lemaisa, keneged the Mogan of Ram, but we'll see that the Noda Yehuda and others go with the Drisha. So it's a very beautiful uh, piece here. But how does the Mechaber describe it? The Mechaber, does he say explicitly like the Rambam, you make the bracha first, and then you light the candles? Take a look at page three. <clears throat> he says, Kishayadlik yivarech baruchat ha'ashem l'kidim b'alech olam asher k'dashalom b'tzvosah v'tzivonu l'hadlik ne'er shal Shabbos. Kind of a, a cryptic language. Kishayadlik, when you light. <clears throat> The assumption would be you're saying it before you light, but it's not beferish. Okay. Yeah. Now, right over here in the Mechaber on page three. The Mechaber, the Rambam says before, right? No, the Rambam says explicitly before. before. The Mechaber, they were pointing out, it does not use the exact same language as the Rambam. And he says, Gam yom tov there's a debate. Then take a look at the Ramah. Right, the Mechaber wasn't explicit. The Ramah says, some are of the opinion to make the bracha before Hadlaka. But some say you make the bracha after the lighting. In order that it should still be some form of making the bracha over Lasiyaso before doing the mitzvah, it's best not to get benefit right after lighting. This is where the custom comes from. You place your hand over the ner right after lighting. Then you make the bracha. Then you remove your hand and you get benefit. So it's still considered in some way saying the bracha before totally completing the, the Indian of the mitzvah. And the Ramah is clear. And this is the minig for Ashkenazim. You light first, cover up the candle, say the bracha, and then, and then you get Hana. <clears throat> Take a look at the Magan of Ram. Magan of Ram, Acher Hadlaka. What's pshat? Why in the world would you make the bracha after lighting? In contrast to every other brichas mitzvah, deim tevarech kibla kabla l'shabes va'asurid lehadlik. This opinion is concerned that maybe you're being you're being makabel shabbos with the bracha. So if you're to say the bracha first, you're makabel shabbos. You can no longer light candles. Your lighting of the candle would be a violation of malacha. That's where it's coming from. So really this whole discussion of do you say the bracha before or after the hadlaka is based on a very fundamental issue of when are you really being makabal Shabbos? If you hold it's the bracha, that's why you have to light first and then say the bracha. If you hold like the Rambam, 
that it's the same thing as any other mitzvah, you make the bracha prior, obviously the Rambam is of the opinion that the bracha is not Mechabal Shabbos. In case, so then what, what is? Maybe the Hadlaka itself. Okay? So see, this is the Machlokas Machaber and the Ramah. Um, we're going to leave off here. I would like to uh, address this Magan of Ram and the Machzah Shekel and this famous Drisha to see how they speak about lighting on Yantif, if there's a difference to be continued. Shkoyach. Yeah.